Hello and welcome to the Box Office Receipts. I'm your host Tyler Callahan, coming in with an emergency episode as Hollywood starts to take Disney to court. This news came out of nowhere, so I'll go over the news so far and then give my thoughts on what this means and where it might go. So news first broke from the Wall Street Journal that Scarlett Johansson filed a lawsuit in Los Angeles against Disney. The reason? She is claiming that they breached her contract when they did the simultaneous release on Disney+. Plus. The lawsuit claims that part of the contract stated that Black Widow would have a wide theatrical release of at least 1,500 screens, and from there she would receive bonuses depending on how much it made when it came out. Her lawyers are making a case that everyone knew that it was an exclusive window, to make the claim worse for Disney, she wanted to renegotiate the contract when they announced the change, but they did not respond to her request. As for damages, the filing claims that Disney cost her over $50 million. Not exactly chump change right there. So while everyone reacted to that, Disney was quick to respond to the filing in a not-so-nice statement. Quote, There is no merit whatsoever to this filing. The lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Disney has fully complied with Ms. Johansson's contract, and furthermore, the release of Black Widow on Disney Plus with Premier Access has significantly enhanced her ability to earn additional compensation on top of the $20 million she has received to date. End quote. So yeah, that statement shocked me and anyone else who read it. Uh, as usually with lawsuits, you typically say you have nothing to say, or you feel it's uncalled for, but, you know, citing what she paid and that she does not understand there's a pandemic going on? It's a bit odd. The response was so bad that her talent rep agency, CAA, you know, one of the biggest in the world, uh, called them out on it. Here is a snippet of their statement on it. Quote, they have shamelessly and falsely accused Mr. Hansen of being insensitive to the global COVID pandemic in an attempt to make her appear to be someone they and I know she isn't, end quote. Anyway, back to the news. From here, it became more hearsay around Hollywood as reporters got to work investigating. For the most part right now, without anyone willing to go on record, most of Hollywood is supporting Scarlett Johansson, with no one saying Disney is in the right here. In fact, after making this move, it's being reported Emma Stone is considering her options, including suing Disney for the simultaneous release of Cruella. There has also been talk of possibly... Emily Blunt doing the same, but I will get into why if that happens, it's going to get even uglier in a few minutes. Also, besides voicing support for the actress, reporters have been getting word that a lot of actors have had issues with Disney for a while over them doing this, so they are happy this is happening. That is where we are at as of this recording. Obviously, things will change in the coming days and in the coming weeks. Let me start off by saying I was shocked by this, as I thought, and silly me, that Disney would have gotten the okay with everyone involved, especially since Warner Media had hellfire rained down on them when they announced that all of Warner Brothers' 2021 movies will go to HBO Max day and date. Now, obviously, that was patched up afterward with a lot of money, but you would think other studios who had similar ideas would try to resolve those issues beforehand and then moving forward to avoid the bad PR and dirty laundry being aired. From one gathering here is that Ms. Johansson has every right to sue and deserves to see some of that cash, because even though the movie is not great, under normal conditions, it would have made at least $700 million worldwide. But I do think it would be hard to win this case. It's going to come down to who can convince the judge. On one hand, you have a contract that states a wide theatrical release is guaranteed, but it is not written there that it is exclusive. But on the other side, 
is being reported that they have an email from Marvel executives to Ms. Johansson saying that if there was any change to the release model, we would obviously talk to you about it. This alleged email is from 2019, before the pandemic hit, so her lawyers need to make the case that not only was it assumed it was exclusive theatrical release based on two things, precedent were all other MCU movies got an exclusive window, and the email showing at least some people in the company knew they needed to talk to her and possibly renegotiate if changes were made. Now for Emma Stone, if she decides to go ahead with the lawsuit, I assume it would be for the same reason. For Cruella, she's the main lead and is a big enough star to have a contract based on getting bonuses depending on box office numbers, which would have obviously been impacted by the same simultaneous release. Where it gets dicey is if Emily Blunt decides to sue. See, over the past few weeks for the press for Jungle Cruise, it's been reported that at least Dwayne Johnson and his production company actually went to Disney to talk about it going with a simultaneous release because they wanted to get the most people to watch it. It was assumed from this that they worked out changes needed to her contracts and everything was good. I myself assumed that this meant Emily Blunt was a part of it and was good as well. If she was not, and she was kept out of negotiations as well as stuck with her old contract of getting bonuses based on box office only, then this not only looks bad for Disney, but this hurts The Rock's image as well. The Rock is obviously known as a nice charismatic guy, right? Just a swell guy. But if he left his co-star hanging while he got himself some more cash, that is not a good look. Especially since they have been explaining how he wanted her to star in this movie so bad, he filmed a video at 4am, uh, they joke about how she ghosted him for a while if she didn't respond to the video. Uh, and, you know, they talked and convinced her to take the role. It's a That'd be a pretty poor look for his image, if she was to sue. However, though, in the grand scheme of things, for any additional lawsuits, this is as big as it will get. Uh, besides those two possible lawsuits, I don't expect any more coming out, uh, at least from Disney movies. Warner Media is also good, as they have already put out their fires. Uh, to the tune of spending almost $200 million spread amongst the actors, directors, and all that over these movies. The only ones I could see are possibly people from Universal and Paramount. I'm sure Mark Wahlberg is unhappy about Infinite being dropped on Paramount+, Plus. so if he had bonuses tied to box office numbers, that's a possible case right there. Universal, the only big one would be F9, though since it's already working its way to $700 million, it has earned most of what it was going to get anyway. What really matters here is the result of the case and how contracts are made going forward. It is clear from this and what people have been telling reporters is the last year of studios doing what they want with the release of the movies and not caring about the contract signed, they are fed up with it. If studios do not get ahead of this and start creating contracts based on if it goes to streaming, here are the bonus goals compared to box office numbers, then there could be a strike. We had a writer's guild strike back in 2007-2008 uh, I believe, so it's not impossible that when the union has to renegotiate in a few years, I think it's 2023, that even actors and directors could go on strike if concessions are not made by studios. For studios, the fix is fairly simple. Going forward, the contract should be more flexible for both parties. For studios, they should have it built into the contract that they can move the film around to any release they want to, exclusive to theaters, hybrid, or straight to streaming. However, for actors, directors, and producers, it should also be in the contract and agreed upon that if the studio chooses to do that, they have a clear set of goals to reach their bonus. For streaming, this should be based on at least streaming time and PVOD sales. This will make it more fair for everyone and no one will have to worry about lawsuits. Now for this to happen, studios have to take the first step in being more open with their streaming data, something no one has really done. Disney, for example, but you know, they did that one time of releasing Premier Access numbers for Black Widow, 
Besides that, we know nothing. Though it is being reported, they will talk about Jungle Cruise numbers for its opening weekend. That will be it for this special episode of Box Office Receipts. I did want to get this out as fast as possible and focus squarely on the topic. There will be a normal episode in a few days with the regular numbers and news, as well as any updates pertaining to the situation. If you have thoughts on the lawsuit, who's right and who's wrong, let me know on Facebook. Thank you for listening, and see you next time. Thank you.